Lucasco is going to go back in the shotgun now. Look left side in the end zone. Did he hang on? He did. Touchdown Flyers. Third and seven coming up for the Flyers with Jake Griffin in the shotgun. He's going to throw the screen over to Starcher. Has to pick it up on the hop, and he's going to break free. Now getting down the right-hand sideline after he breaks a few tackles. Down to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Flyers. Back to pass looking as Colorado overrun over the 40. 30, 25, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 65-yard pass. Same ball right back in this one. In the shotgun, bobble that a little. Justin Butler gets it. He's back inside the 40. Down to the 30, 20, 15, 10, touchdown, Flyers. My goodness, did Butler show his quicks on that play. He just absolutely exploded when he got beyond the line of scrimmage and just pulled away from everybody. Very, very nice job of blocking up front. An excellent play call and an excellent execution by Justin Butler. So ball at about the 22-yard line. St. Paul first and 10. Tight formation. Three men in the backfield. Gonna be a handoff left side. And still going far side of the field. Up to the 40. 45-50. Kazo, I believe, to the 30. 20. He is gone. Mark him down. Touchdown flyer. Well. No flags. No flags. Long touchdown run. First play for scrimmage in the second half. And the running clock comes into play. It's 37 to 6, St. Paul. You're listening to the Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Westside, Sunoco, First National Bank of Bellevue, East of Chicago Pizza in Norwalk, Holer Furnace and Sheet Metal, Smiley Automotive, Stein, Olson and Stang CPAs. Firelands Federal Credit Union, Noble Sports and Trophies, Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, and Norwalk Heating and Air. On the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Let me talk to you. Yeah. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Good morning. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. Live here, 9.03 on a... uh, Crazy weather day, to say the say the least here today, but a very special show here. Josh Bowman along with Mark Lane and John Livergood joining us here in studio. Good morning, John. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Doing great this morning. Glad to have you in here. Glad you got out and trekked out in, in your truck and got over here, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a trip. <laughs> you know, so. It, it, it's so great to have him in studio because how many Saturday mornings were we talking to him while he was doing multi-hundred things down at Whitney Field. <laughs> Breaking down the film, getting ready for the next opponent. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So glad to have you here in studio, uh, not through Zoom or through the phone line or whatever it may be. But, uh, John, uh, what, what a career. And uh, when did it hit you that maybe it, it was time here uh, to, to at least step down from uh, the football side of things? I know you're a busy guy, uh, everything else uh, that you do at St. Paul. Well, you know, Honestly, in the last few years, you start thinking about these things and when, when do you, you know, close out your career. And, you know, I was everywhere from, hey, you know, I'll retire from AD and Dean of Students and keep coaching. And, <laughs> you know, my, I can retire in four and a half years from, from those duties. And, and uh, you know, you think about the other things you got going on in your life. I've got a six-year-old son. I've got a six grandchildren. And, and a lot of those things come into play. And so you start kind of looking at the you know, what are you going to do? And, um, you know, but this past spring, uh, you know, I had some health issues and, and when that happened, it, you know, it makes you take a step back and you look at things and, um, you know, it's, uh, I've had a couple of health issues over the last five, six years and, and, uh, those things kind of make you step back and wake up a little bit and maybe reprioritize what's important in your life. But I had not made a decision at that point. It was something that I started to consider a little bit more seriously um, as and and at some at one point in the summer, I wasn't sure that I was even going to be able to coach this this fall. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was uh, looking at things and and you know, uh, but health wise, things are under control. I feel fine, um, but good. that was something that I was assessing as I went through. And I talked to my wife Chris about it quite a bit, and we, you know, said, hey, you know, see if I can keep things under control here through the season, and and. Uh, you know, but the bottom line is, you know, it's some heart issues and things like that. But it's it's uh, something that you, um, when you're coaching and coaching it the right way, 
you put a lot of time into it, and there's no substitute for that. You can't shorten your days, and you unfortunately don't get as much sleep as you need to do. And But, uh, you know, I, I kind of put that in the back of my mind once the season started. I, I really I, – I had as much fun coaching this year as I've ever had. It's a, It was a great group of kids, uh, especially our seniors. Um, fun to be around. They made it fun to come to practice every day, and I know – you know, we started off 0-3 and, and you know, a lot of injuries and a lot of adversity. But, you know, these kids kept showing up with smiles on their faces on Monday, ready to go, ready for the next game. And, and it really was a pleasure to coach them this year. And, and you know, I, like I said, I had as much fun as I've ever had. And I, th- I thought this season was a great season. But, you know, I still hadn't made a decision. And honestly, I didn't look at it or think about it throughout the season. And then when the season was over, um, I, I didn't want to make any type of decision right away. Um, I waited a week or two, and my wife and I talked quite a bit about it. And, and uh, you know, we just got to a point where, you know, I think, you know, what's best for me, best for my family, um, is to, to step back. And, and um, you know, you have to – I pride ourselves, as I told our kids when I announced it, that you know, I pride ourselves in the way we run our program, and it's based on discipline. And having the self-discipline to, to know – when you have to make tough decisions and, and do the right thing. And, and uh, you know, I just made that decision. And, and uh, you know, going forward, it's been a little bit different, a little weird, just the mindset. But it, it's uh, I, I know I did the right thing, and I'm at peace with it. With John Livengood here in studio, Josh Bowman, Mark Lane. And uh, this past season, well, you said you had, a, you know, a fun time, one of your most fun seasons coaching. We had a great time covering you guys this year, uh, all the way uh, to to through the playoffs, and you guys made a nice little run there. A couple big long trips that you had to make, and for sure. <laughs> that, and uh, we were we made one of those trips to Malvern uh, f- for the, that playoff game, but uh, it kind of you know epitomized uh, what St. Paul football is all about. Uh, you know, you started out with that zero and three, but you guys uh, didn't hang your heads there and. Uh, Feel sorry for yourselves. You, you you picked yourself back up and made a nice long playoff run. Yeah, it's uh, people have asked me about that, and I think this season kind of epitomizes what we're all about. Um, you know, fighting through adversity and being tough. And and uh, a line I often use with our kids is, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself because nobody else does. When things aren't going right for St. Paul football, you know, there's nobody out there <laughs> crying for us. So, uh, you know, but you know. The life lessons that you learn, playing football, coaching football, I think, you know, fighting through adversity, overcoming obstacles, um, and being able to accomplish things that maybe a lot of other people think that you can't do, um, you know, I think those lessons really came into play this year. And uh, a lot of that credit goes to our kids. Our kids just, especially our seniors, they just had such great attitudes. They just kept fighting through every day and finding a way and, and, and were we get to that Mapleton game that week four, you know, you're 0-3, and, you know, we had a bunch of injuries, and then, you know, a bunch of our kids started coming down with the flu. And we ended up with two starters out that week, and at one point during the week, I think we had 15 or 16 kids out of practice uh, through the last few days of practice going yeah. into that game. So, you know, that was, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, boy, man, it's really piling on here. But, uh, you know, the kids fought through, found a way against a really good Mapleton team. And, uh, you know, had to fight them off a little bit in the second half and pull away. But, um, you know, things kind of got rolling from there. We started to get healthy. Our kids that were six were able to return. Uh, we started to get some kids back from injury and, and uh, just kind of rolled from there. Go so, ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, have, have, have you been uh, doing it? We always joke, uh, Scott Truxell and I, when we're watching the Browns games and a lot of times, you know, they'll be in a situation where we think they ought to run the ball, and it's like they need to get live and good down there, you know. And the one day I texted you that, you were actually at the game. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, in a lot of ways, the Browns season has gone kind of like your season did this year, where they were kind of down and injuries and everything else, and yet – here they are in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's I, I think that's something where you you look at the leadership of your team and and the, the the guys you got out there for the Browns and the and the kids you got out there for the Flyers. You know, it's their mindset and their attitude and and how they come to practice every day and how they prepare for a game. What one of the things that I get a kick out of and you know everybody always you know asks, well, who's your favorite? And you can't really have a favorite because. All the years that you've coached, I mean, you know, every class that you have go go through there is like 
another one of your children, so to speak, you know, and, 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 you, and you love them all, and, you know, each one of them is different. Uh, they might have similar characteristics. But I, I sit there and I think of all of the, uh, all of the highs and lows that you have seen the kids and yourself go through over all these years. And, and uh, of course, the highlight for me, one of my fondest memories will be sitting in your office at Whitney Field at like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, I, and Mark Hazelwood comes in with the Sandusky Register St. Paul State Champions. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was an unbelievable day in, into the next day, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, obviously one of my favorite memories. There's so many over the years, you know, I, I think about, you know, what the total amount of games is. But, you know, it's a lot of games <laughs> um, and a lot of seasons. And, and like you mentioned, there's, you know, you can't pick out any one favorite group. It's, it's every group is like your own kid. And they're all different in a different way. And you love them in a little bit different way. And. And uh, I've been so fortunate to be able to coach such great, you know, kids over the years. And, and that's a result of their families, too. They're, they're you know, they're raised right. They're good kids uh, and they want to do well. They buy into what we do. And, and uh, you know, but, you know, to, to say any one memory, obviously, winning a state championship <laughs> yeah. is, is a big one. And it's the ultimate goal, uh, you know, to finish your season as a undefeated and, and you know, the number one in the, in the state. That's a that's a huge accomplishment and uh, something I'm very proud of. Um, but, yeah, that night, you know, I know a lot of our other coaches were out <laughs> having a good time. And what I wanted to do was watch film, and you wanted yes. to stay and watch film with me. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, how many times have we done that, Mark, over oh. the years, you know, uh, till late, early in the morning hours. And, and uh, you know, for me, it's always, you know, you see what these other coaches that are retiring are talking about. It's the process. It really is. It's For me, it was never – I could oh go out and celebrate. It was like okay, let's get on to the next thing. Or what happened here? Or what happened there? And I want to see it on film. And and uh, you know, you, you shared a lot of those moments with me uh, in the early morning hours and our staff. <laughs> I I appreciate that too. <laughs> I I remember back when when you you invited Scott and I after after one of your games, and Scott had something else going on, and I said, yeah, that that'd be kind of neat. And, uh, my wife didn't understand it at first when I'd, I'd be at Whitney Field until one o'clock in the morning watching game films some night after I'd been broadcasting a high school football game, uh, but uh, it 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 really it really is is special. Well, when you love the game, I think you, when you get to break it down and watch film like that, and you get to see what what's what happened with their footwork on this or what happened with that, and why didn't we play this correctly or you know those types of things and you get to see it on film and you get to replay it over and over again and and you know we got to coach that up <laughs> we got to fix that and and uh, you get that kind of insider perspective when you sat there and watch it with us. I, I I got a great quick story but we're doing one of your games uh, with Scott and uh, uh, it comes down and, and you're down like on the two-yard line and I think it was like fourth down and goal and you're going for it and uh I looked and I, I said I said to Scott, I said, watch for the tackle eligible. And you scored a touchdown on the tackle eligible. But what Scott didn't know, and I couldn't tell him until later on, is you'd been setting that play up for like three or four weeks. <laughs> and I was watching it in game films and you were talking with the coaching staff and, and so I had a little inside information on that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. A little bit, a little bit there. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll go ahead and take a quick break here in the show. When we come back, more with John Livengood here on The Locker Room Show after this. In this ever-changing world, there's one thing you can depend on. A great deal from Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Their used car inventory is always changing, too, with a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Schaefer Danhoff has easy financing options for just about any credit situation. Visit SchaeferDanhoff.com and use their Customize Your Deal tool and calculate a payment in four easy steps. That's Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Route 224 in Willard, the easiest place to buy a vehicle from start to finish. Are you aware of any weekly tax law changes? Are you taking all the deductions you are entitled to? Are you confident that you don't owe any penalties or interest because of previous reporting errors? 
Steinelson and Stang CPAs have been serving the area for over 55 years, specializing in small business and individual tax filing, financial statement preparation, payroll preparation, and individual tax planning. Call Chris Stang or Todd Olson at Stein Olson and Stang to discover the difference. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel. Fill your belly with hot coffee, energy drinks, or great snacks and grill items. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Westside Sunoco, the first stop coming into Norwalk or the last stop leaving Norwalk. Westside Sunoco, stop by and you'll always see those smiling faces. That's what you'll hear when you call any First National Bank branch. Isn't it great to know that when you call First National Bank with account questions, a real person will be there to assist you instead of an endless maze of robotic menu options? Our friendly, knowledgeable staff are just one of the many reasons First National Bank has stood the test of time, serving our community for nearly 150 years. Call today and see for yourself, 419-483-7340. Visit our website to find a branch near you at fnblifetime.com. First National Bank, your bank of a lifetime. Member FDIC. The Afternoon Drive with the Captain, Chris Morgan. Be sure to tune in for your Monday show. We'll be on the air after Ohio State men's basketball against that team up north. And then we'll be here until 6.30 to get you over that case of the Mondays and ready for the rest of the work week, as well as prep for Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. We'll have a game of music trivia around 3.40 with plenty of music and a whole lot more on your Monday Afternoon Drive. Weekdays from 3 to 8 on 95.3 WLKR. Let's play some Cavaliers basketball. All of us have to be at our best in order for us to achieve what we want to achieve. The sky's the limit for us. We're just as talented as any team. Garland, three, out front, hit it. Compete at a high level every night. Play with a lot of toughness on both ends of the floor. Our biggest goal is to find a way to, to win the championship. Let them know. Monday night, the Cavs face the Bulls. Tip-off show, 6.30. Basketball time, 7 o'clock. Norwalk's home for Cavs basketball, 95.3 WLKR. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. Presented by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show, special edition here today, spending an hour with John Livengood. Again, thanks for coming in, John. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, I was thinking about uh, this nasty weather uh, that we're getting here this weekend. Uh, well, Do you remember uh, some nasty weather games that you coached in? Probably the uh, worst game that I can remember. Well, there's a couple that come pop right into my mind. The first one would be in 1997. We played at George Daniels Stadium up in Lorraine against Independence, and it was about this cold as it is today, <laughs> but it was started off as freezing rain, and it was natural surface, and uh, the grass was covered in ice. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like razor blades for the kids, and uh, it was cold and windy and icy, and uh, Independence had a really, really good team that year, and... Uh, I remember the Manello kid was their, their, their running back who played for Benedict, Cleveland Benedictine okay. the year before, and they'd won a state championship. And a and, uh, really talented team, and, and we won a tough, real tough, hard-fought game. I think it was 21-14. Uh, I think I remember Aaron Kalcheski rolling out on a waggle keep, and, and, and I think that was the, the winning score for us. And, and uh, you know, uh, that stands out, and I think uh, playing up at, uh, uh, I believe it was Strongsville, against Warren JFK when they uh, – that year they won the state championship. Yes. But I think we had three or four inches of snow, and it was <laughs> blown and windy and, and really nasty. You couldn't even see across the field. And, and uh, you know, those two games probably stand out the most. And I remember playing Berlin Center at Medina one night, and it was like 50, 60-mile-an-hour winds, and it was 25 <sighs> degrees. And, you know, so th those are the ones that probably stand out the most. You don't forget that type of environment. Yeah, Mark, that that Warren JFK game, uh, Kevin Rasnick and I called that. And in that press box, they opened the shutter, and they couldn't shut it because it was solid. You couldn't see through it. And it snowed in on us the whole entire game. So when we knew exactly what you were talking about. I, I think our marching band left after halftime that game because they were— <laughs> 
the kids in the marching band were crying because they were so cold. And, yes, it was and, awful. Uh, yeah, it was a bad night. Yeah, that was the same time Randy and I were doing the Edison playoff game at Medina. Ran into the same situation to where uh, uh, the, the stall boy ran off, Dan ran off for a touchdown and there were absolutely, you couldn't see the sidelines, you couldn't see the yard markers, and it was like you just kind of had to aim for the goalpost to make sure you didn't go out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Trip, triple option in the snow would be tough to defend, for sure. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. Oh, uh, Let's talk about, uh, you know, the beginning of your career, John, uh, going all the way back. Do you remember uh, your very first, uh, your very first season, your very first win? Yeah, I, I probably remember that better than I remember stuff from this year. Okay. So. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think I was 25, 26 years old at the time. And, and uh, you know, the opportunity opened up for the, for the head coaching position. And, uh, you know, at the same time, my, my college coach had contacted me and said, hey, we'd like to come back to Ohio Northern and coach offensive line. And so I was kind of making a decision there whether I wanted to what, – what I wanted to do. And I got offered the job at St. Paul and, and – uh, you know, decided to put down roots here and, and, and go forward with that. And, um, yeah, you, you, you think you're ready for something like that till you actually walk on the sidelines. And I, I remember walking out on the sidelines, and our first game was against the Sandusky St. Mary's, and Sandusky St. Mary's was coming off a state runner-up finish. Uh, very, very good program and well-coached, and Ty Roth was in his first year, took over for Toby Hammond. And, uh I remember walking through warm-ups and, and thinking, what did I get myself into here? I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And I wasn't ready for it, to be quite honest. But it was, uh, you know, uh, but we, again, great kids, great kids that wanted to win, and they were willing to do whatever it took to do that. And so we had a lot of long practices that first year. And, uh, um, but, you know, going through that season, and it ended up being a 42-7 loss to St. Mary's. And then I think we lost a real tough one to Plymouth the following week, maybe, you know, by a point, maybe like 13, 12, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And then we played um, Monroeville week three, and I think it was 14, seven, and we had it down inside the five-yard line and couldn't punch it in. They held us, and, and uh, you know, we're 0-3, and, and uh, you know, we'd lost a couple tough ones there. Um, but then we came back out the following week against Black River, and uh, Black River was very, very successful back then and, and uh, had won the conference several times and had like a long winning streak and you know we got down there and and uh we hit a couple big plays early and we were able to uh find a way to get a win and i I can't remember exactly the final i think maybe 28 to 21 something like that and uh but uh you know that was my first win as a head coach and and uh you know things kind of rolled from there and we had it you know we finished four and six that year but we we played really tough we had a couple really close losses and uh, i remember we played mapleton who was 10 and 0 that year Mm -hmm. Uh, Mapleton, I think maybe twenty-one nothing, twenty-one-seven. We put, but we played them really tough. Um, you know, you could see it turn in the corner. You could see the kids were buying in. They're working hard. They played with energy and desire, and 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 wanted to be successful. And it was easy to build on that going into the following season. And the following season, we were able to. We won a big game, a huge game against Monroeville in triple overtime that year, early in the season, and and. Uh, you know, won the conference championship that year and came back and won the conference again the following year. And, and things have kind of gone from there. I mean, it's it, the kids buy in. They, they know that the process works and that if you work hard and you're disciplined and you listen to the coaches, you're, you're going to have a chance at success. And that that's kind of how it started. Yeah, and uh, you keep talking about how the kids buy in. And I think that that is uh, just so important. Uh, you know, you can do all the work and, you know, put your game plan together and all that, but the kids got to buy in, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the, those kids back then, there was such a desire to be successful. You know, we hadn't won in so long at St. Paul, and, and uh, there was such a desire there. And I was fortunate that I had a great group of sophomores my first year that, um, you know, I think John Rossman, John Good, and all those guys, and, uh, you know, Alex Schaefer and Joe Rosper, and those guys were juniors, and and just a lot of guys that were, you know, tough-minded kids that wanted to win and guys that didn't necessarily show up to lifting, you know, years previous. But I'm like, you know, you want to win, you need to start in the weight room. And and uh, I would hold them accountable to that, and those kids started showing up. And, then, you know, that has carried through for the last 30-some years. It's, uh, you know, we have weightlifting at 7 a.m. in the morning all summer long. There's not a lot of kids that want to get up at 6.30 and go <laughs> lift weights 
um, for two hours every morning. And, yeah. and our kids do that. And it's, you know, we keep our attendance sheet and stuff. And, the, you know, you got kids on family vacation and stuff. But kids don't miss other than that. Um, they're there. You know, we have our install camps in the summer. Our kids are there. And, you know, unless they got something with the family vacation or some obligation like that, they're there. And, and you know, that's been the key to our success over the last 30 years is those kids are de- dedicated. They're devoted. Um, they understand that how important that is and that, you know, it's kind of a brick back by brick mentality. You know, every day you're at, in the weight room, you're putting another brick on that building and, and building for your season. And uh, they buy into it. They work hard. They, and and that's, that's where it gets us is, you know, that's where we're able to have consistent success. Yeah, one, one, of, <clears throat> one of the things that I've noticed, too, with the successful program, because a lot of people look and it, it's like every year you have certain programs that are always successful. And, you know, an off year is six and four. Uh, one of the things is your coaching staff. The group, you don't have a lot of turnover for one thing, but the the number of of dedicated great coaches that you've had on your staff over the years. And, you know, there, there's a lot of your assistants that ended up for whatever reasons going to other schools. And, you know, I think a Dean, you know, yeah. over at Edison. But but the, the fact is that everybody gets along. You're like a, a band of brothers. And they're just as dedicated to the kids as the kids are dedicated to the program. Absolutely. Uh, I've been very fortunate over the years and uh, to have great assistant coaches. Um, you know, I'd start first and foremost with Tom Baker. And Bake and I, you know, we played college football together. We were, our rooms were, dorm rooms were across from each other when we were freshmen. <laughs> and we became friends and, and stayed in touch, you know, after college for a short time. He went to Waynesfield Goshen and had a teaching job there. And, you know, I went to St. Paul and then we talked and he said, hey, if anything ever opens up that way, let me know. And, and something opened up and we were able to get Bake up here. And uh, so he's been with me for 32 out of my 33 years as head coach. And, you know, that, you know, I start there, but I mean, there's been so many guys and I look at our staff, our current staff right now. And um, every one of those guys I've coached, <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, except for Bake. Um, yeah. You know, you, you look along the lines, you know, Chris Dowdy, who's taking over as head coach, you know, Coach Timmy graduated, I think, in 2009. His senior year was 2008. Um, you know, my offensive assistants besides Bake are, are Isaac Livengood and Lars Livengood, my two nephews that, that both played for us. And then defensively, uh, Darren Hainline, who played on our state championship team, uh, coaching our defensive backs. Um, Eli Fisher, who recently graduated. Hayden Service, who's played for us. Uh, you know, uh, just go on and on and on. You know, Pete Welch helps us out here and there as a volunteer. He played for Western. He didn't play for us. But, um, <laughs> but you know, those guys know the program. They know it as a player. They came up in it. Most of them know it as ball boys. You know, and Larry Fisher, I mentioned, I, I forgot to mention, he's yeah. a key guy on defense. Larry played for me back when I was an assistant coach, coached him along the offensive line. And Larry's been, was with us in the 90s for a number of years. Um you know, got a teaching job over at Edison. A lot of reason that our coaches are, you know, not always able to stay with us for long term is because of teaching jobs and yep. the opportunities to make a lot more money at the public school. Um, so, you know, he made that decision, and but things worked out where he was able to return to us in the middle of the 2000s and, and has been with us ever since. And, uh, you know, eventually became our defensive coordinator after uh, Bill Roberts retired. Chill. And, chilly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it is, it's a band of brothers. You know, Larry happens to be my stepbrother as well. So, you know, um, having my nephews, my stepbrother, former players, uh, great friends from college, that type of thing. It really is. Uh, it's a family. It's like a bunch of brothers working together and everybody's so dedicated and hardworking. And if you watch the process and what we do just after a game, when I'm doing interviews and stuff like that, you know, our other assistant coaches are able to take the lead. And we're able to collect game uniforms and do this and do that. And everybody's got a job to do and they do it and they do it efficiently. Um, and that's what football is all about. That's what, you know, team success. You know, you can be the best running back in the world if guys aren't blocking for you, and not yeah. just the offensive linemen, the other backs, yeah. the receivers, um, you know, quarterback carrying out play action, getting the information to you, um, and it's the same thing defensively. It's not about always making the tackle. It's being in the right spot doing your job, and, you know, some of the game, example we always use with our kids is the best game that Isaac Livengood, my nephew, 
He was an All Ohio defensive tackle. He didn't have he had either zero or one tackles against Crestview one game, but he did his job so well. And and two guys had to block him every single play. And what we had in that game plan. And people don't realize that they look at the stat sheet and say, oh, he only had one tackle or whatever. Exactly. That's not what's important. What's important about is doing your job. And and it's the same thing with the coaching staff. Everybody's got a role that they play. And I've been fortunate that I got just like we talk about kids that buy in. We've had coaches that buy in. They care about the program. They love the kids. They love their school. And, you know, it takes all of that. It takes the mom's club. It takes the family support at home. It takes the administrative support. It takes the support of boosters. All these things contribute to it. It's not just any one thing. It's a combination of everything. And if you're able to consistently do that, you're going to be consistently successful. All right, guys, we're up against <clears throat> up against it here. We'll go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we'll talk more with John Livengood. He's with us till 10 this morning. We also have our East of Chicago pizza trivia question coming up as well here on the locker room show stay with us east of chicago pizza buffet in norwalk is back you can throw the hammer down with signature pizzas oven baked subs salads, dessert pizzas, and more. 56 Stour Lane, just off Route 250. Are you watching the game from the couch tonight? You're in luck. East of Chicago also has online ordering, time delivery, and a smartphone app. Visit eastofchicago.com or call 663-0808 so you can get pizza done right anytime, anywhere. This is Richard Holer of Holer Furnace and Sheet Metal, the company you have trusted for over 90 years for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call our experts today at 419-625-7474. Polar Furnace and Sheet Metal. We control weather indoors. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Noble Sports and Trophies is the area's best place to get your shirts made for all of your events, including football, basketball, and softball shirts, 5Ks, or even family reunions. Noble Sports and Trophies have been in business for 30 years. They have the experience and technology to get you what you need and get it to you fast. The options are nearly unlimited with Noble Sports and Trophies. Don't forget to get your trophies at Noble Sports and Trophies 2 in Norwalk. Smiley Automotive says it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it's time to celebrate all month long. For almost two decades now at Smiley Automotive, they've been selling quality used cars with superior service, treating their customers right, and serving the community and beyond. It's their 18th anniversary blowout sale, the ultimate gift from Santa special anniversary sales. Smiley Automotive, making car buying simple. Norwalk. Smiley Automotive, making car buying simple. Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. For help getting your high blood pressure to a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. I used to compete in sports a lot, but then I realized that you can buy trophies. The Locker Room Show continues on the Sports Voice of the Firelands 95.3 WLKR. Now I'm good at everything. (laughs) All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show. Very special edition this morning as uh, we're having an hour-long conversation with John Livengood, and uh, we're talking about uh, his career and... uh, Future plans. What's in your future, John? <laughs> well, I'm I'm still athletic director and being a student, so that's in my future plans. And and uh, you know, obviously, with the athletic director position, you know, you're at a lot of sporting events and you're still supporting the kids. And and uh, you know, I look at those two jobs. I try to do the same way I coached football, and uh, you know, setting expectations and um, 
making sure that we have discipline throughout our programs and do things right. And, and I'm very fortunate. You know, we talk about my assistant coaches and the kids. I'm also very fortunate that we've got great coaching staffs throughout our school. And, and uh, you know, I enjoy working with them and the other coaches and, and, and seeing their successes. And, and, you know, but focusing on the students, that's what I plan on doing in the future. You know, supporting our students, um, making sure we have a great environment in school. Our, you know, got a great administration with Mike Gassick, our principal, and Martin Linder, our, our president. And, uh, you know, the three of us being up in the high school all the time, you know, I think that we're very much on the same page with a lot of things. And, and uh, you know, supporting our students is number one and, and uh, making for a great school experience. That's something we talk about a lot, and it's something really that, that Mike Gossick brought up um, when he took the position as principal. And, he, and I, that really resonated with me about because that's how I think of his foot with football. It's not so much about the wins and losses. It's about what the experience is like. I want the kids to, if they played football for me, when they're done playing football five, ten years down the road, be able to say, that was one of the best things I've ever done. It's one of my favorite memories throughout my life. And, you know, I, I, we, we have that same mindset with our school. And, you know, so we want that for all of our students, all of our student athletes and whatever they're participating in. Um, so that's that's kind of my, more my focus now is is doing that. But, you know, I do plan on, you know, I've got a six-year-old son when, in first grade. I'm getting ready to go watch him play some youth <laughs> basketball here down at the Norwalk Park and Rec. And then, uh, you know, when he gets to that age where he's going to start playing football, then, you know, I'm going to find myself as a volunteer coach at the fifth grade level, you know, maybe coaching some offensive line or whatever, and, you know, maybe kind of work back into it that way. I don't plan on ever returning as a head coach. That's, uh, you know, the reasons I made that decision for my family, for my own personal health and things like that, that's not going to change. I, you know, making that type of time commitment and, and dealing with the stress of that and, and lack, lack of sleep and stuff. But can I contribute in a way where I help out kids and support our programs and, and you know, mainly help support our St. Paul programs? Um, I want to continue to do that. And, you know, even when I make my decision to move on from uh, being AD and Dean of Students and, you know, maybe that'll be in four and a half years. <laughs> I might, it might be longer. And, you know, I, you know, I, I have eyes wide open as I go into this, you know, as, you know, what's life going to be like where I, you know, for the last 48 years, I've been on a football field. In the last 33 years, I've been a head football coach putting all that time in. Um, you know, with, that, with getting a little bit of a break from that, maybe I'm going to have a lot more energy and want to continue doing that uh, beyond the years that I'm required to necessarily do it. And, and, and so that's something that, you know, you know, I'll take it day by day, year by year, and just see how things evolve. But, you know, I love, I had such a great experience when I was in high school. And the people that mentored me and the people that, uh, that were my coaches and teachers, that that's why I wanted to go into education. And that's why I wanted to go into coaching. And, um, you know, I want to provide that experience for other kids. And so that's why I continue doing what I'm doing. And uh, I hope that I'm a little better at it going forward because I've, I've got a little bit more free time, a little bit more energy. Yeah, you talked about uh, you know former players and you know f that played under you and what what they say about the program years from now. Chris Morgan, who works here for us, of course, was one of your guys, and uh, he still talks about it to this date. You know, all, all the time and all the fun that he had and uh, all the memories that he made. So he he's a prime example, right? Right there, what you were saying, John. Exactly, and I, I always enjoy when I see Chris and he's got a state championship <laughs> ring on, and uh, you know those are things, and it, you know. Anniversary of our state championship each year, you know, you get a lot of texts. I send a lot of texts out and get a lot of texts, you know, from uh, former players, and and uh, those are great memories, you know. And and it's not just winning state championships, though. It's it's uh, right, right. The kids that you see every day, for, and I look at them as still as my kids, but you know, I see guys that are in their thirties and forties, <laughs> and you're giving them big hugs, and, and you know, and I know Mark, you know, you. You, you talk when you talk about Coach Hart and Coach Woody yes. and stuff from back in the seventies, and I remember that as a little guy watching you guys play, and and uh, those are memories that last for a lifetime with you. And they're you know coaches can be impactful people in your life and make a huge difference in your self esteem and your discipline, and and uh, you know that's what I hope that I've provided for our kids, and and that's what I want to continue to provide and just in a different role. You know, and you brought up something really good in in that you talked about. How, uh, you know, when you were in school and all of your mentors and everything, you played 
when Norwalk wasn't really a great football program, you know, yeah. in between, uh, you know, in the ages, we had those 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 really good teams in the 70s, and then things dropped off again, and yet you still got the fire from, from all of the coaches and the people that were involved with uh, the whole program. Well, I started playing football in fifth grade at Maplehurst. I played on Maplehurst Black, and... and uh, you know, then played for, you know, in the middle school. And I was actually spent some time in Lorraine. And then we moved back to Norwalk. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, freshman football. I think we won one or two games. And then we were 3-6-1 and one my sophomore year and 3-7 and seven in my junior and senior year. And, and throughout college, and you know, one of the things I was talking to Hazelwood is I, I never played on a winning team from fifth grade yeah. through my senior year in college. We never were even 500. <laughs> you know, our best <laughs> – Finish was four and six my senior year of college, and and uh, so, you know that's been a little bit of part of my burning desire is always want you know I've always wanted to win too, just like the kids do. <laughs> you know it's uh, you know part of the reason I went to Ohio Northern is because prior to me going there they had played in the OAC championship. I thought I got a shot to play at a team that's gonna right, and right. and they changed coaches and things kind of didn't go so well, but uh, you know that's that's always been part of my desire too, and uh, you know but. You know, the it's about relationships and the people. And to this day, I look at like Steve yeah. Gilbert, um, you know, and he's a Hall of Fame coach and, and just oh, yeah. been my mentor. You know, he was my offensive line coach through high school. He invited me my junior year, sophomore, junior year in college. He became the head coach at Ashland Crestview High School. And he invited me to go down to their two-a-days and camps before I left for college practices. And, and that's where I kind of really got the coaching bug is he invited me to come down and help out with the offensive line down at Ashland Crestview. And, and so I did that through college. And then, uh, you know, he's had a great career, but we've maintained a relationship where we continue to talk and text and communicate uh, almost on a weekly basis. And, and uh, you know, he's had such a big impact for me, uh, not just in my professional career as a, as a, as a coach and, and teacher and things like that, but also on a personal level. Um, you know, when my dad passed away in high school and, and uh, it was guys like Coach Gilbert, and I don't even know if he knew it, but uh, guys like him made a huge impact on my life, and, and they were my male role model at that point. And so hmm. those relationships that you have um, really make a big difference, and, and I think that's what drives a lot of people in, in continuing with their careers and making an impact on people. I was Pleasant Green, by the way. Pleasant Green? Pleasant Green, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was fullback. Well, the Pleasant Street kids are always loaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, John, uh, you mentioned a Hall of Fame in there. You're going to be a Hall of Fame coach here. You're going to be inducted in June, I believe, into the Ohio High School Football Coaches Association. Uh, what, what does that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. I was Actually, I was shocked when that happened last year. I had no idea. that I, I thought you kind of had to be retired or whatever to, to do that, and you know, I found out kind of behind the scenes that Mark Hazelwood and some other coaches uh, were behind that, and, mm -hmm. and I owe them a lot for that. That's great that they were able to nominate me for that and did a lot of the legwork, and I, I appreciate that a great deal. But, yeah, we, my wife and I and were down on vacation in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach last year, and I never really take my phone down to the beach, and I didn't that day, and I came back up, and, and I was checking my messages, and we were up in the condo eating lunch and stuff, and I got a phone call from, like, Cleveland. I'm like, I don't know if I should answer this or not. Right, right. I answered it, and, you know, and that was them informing me of that, and I was – really, I was set back on my heels. I was shocked, and, wow. and uh, what a great honor, and, um, you know, I'm very humbled by it. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it's a very humbling honor, and, and uh, you know, so it means a lot, and, and – uh, you know, I, you know, something I'm proud of, but, you know, I'm still kind of processing that, honestly. And, you know, I guess that's kind of the next step on the trail, you know, is preparing for that and in June. Yeah, and uh, I was looking at some of your numbers here uh, that Mark Hazelwood had posted back when uh, he you announced your retirement. Uh, uh, 310 wins, 310 and 87, a 781 winning percentage. That, that just blows my mind. That That is crazy. And, of course, 33 seasons, 22 Firelands Conference championships, and uh, you guys won 
the Flyer team won the league for 67% of your years as coach there. So that is just crazy, John. Uh, the, those numbers, you ever sit back and uh, think about those numbers a little bit? Uh, not really. <laughs> when I read those and the things that Mark puts out, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you just when you're when you're doing it, you don't really think about that, you know, and, and uh, you know, those are things I'm proud of. But I'll go back and say this. It's because of great kids and great assistant coaches. It's, I, I was it's, you know, exactly. That, you know, that's the that's the bottom line is that the, the, the kids and the coaches that are so dedicated that, you know, we're able to do that. And, you know, um, you know, we don't do anything fancy <laughs> offensively or defensively. You know, we go out and, you know, do th- try to do it fundamentally very sound and, and work hard at it and you know, believe in what we do. And But the kids buy in. The kids work hard at it. They're dedicated. They, they understand it. I think it's the way our coaches are able to teach it um, in a way that the kids can understand it and you know, I, we feel like by the time kids are seniors, they could actually coach it as well. And, and they're able to ask good questions and make a good adjustments in the game and things like that. And, um, you know, that's that's the reason for it, really. And, and the majority of the time, your lines are undersized against yeah. their opponents. Yeah. For, <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, and this year is a prime example of it. You know, we've, a lot of times we're 175, 180 pounds across the front you know we had a big guy with ben bloom this year and you know tyler was a i guess a big tackle for us he was about 205 tyler baxter but uh, other than that we're you know pretty small uh i know a couple years back we had chase rosbert starting for us at center as a sophomore he was 135 pounds but you know what those kids they're just they their technique is so good and they fire off the ball and they you know I, i love coaching offensive line you know, I was an undersized offensive lineman through college and, and, you know, had to learn those techniques myself. And that's kind of how I guess I'm able to translate that to those kids. And, you know, we don't do a lot of zone blocking where it's just big body on big body type of stuff. We're going to get down in your hips and we're going to come off with a flat back. And, you know, we're going to double team a lot at the point of attack and do things like that. And it's all about your footwork and technique. And, and uh, those guys buy into it and they become very well versed in the small adjustments that we have to make to be successful. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say they love driving the sled, but they embrace they embrace driving the sled and working on them flat backs and running their feet. And and uh, they do a great job. I've, it. I've seen the enthusiasm on August 1st at like <laughs> 637 o'clock in the morning. All right, guys, one more break. we got to get in here. Let's go ahead. And when we come back, we'll wrap things up with a special sports roundtable with, ah. with John Livengood and Mark Lane here. Coming up, as well as our East of Chicago uh, pizza trivia question. On the way next as we spend this hour with Coach John Livengood. ever-changing world, there's one thing you can depend on. A great deal from Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Their used car inventory is always changing too, with a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Schaefer Danhoff has easy financing options for just about any credit situation. Visit SchaeferDanhoff.com and use their Customize Your Deal tool and calculate a payment in four easy steps. That's Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Route 224 in Willard. The easiest place to buy a vehicle from start to finish. Indoor air quality is a major issue in houses being built more energy efficient and sealed up as they are nowadays. If you or your family have allergies or are seeing a lot of dust all over, it may be time to get your air ducts clean. Baldoff's uses brushes to scrub your ducts spotless. We come to your home and inspect your air ducts free of charge to make sure there are no surprises when we arrive to clean. You will know the charges and procedures before the day of the cleaning. I'm Brandon Baldoff with Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Call us for a free estimate and remember, we take pride in what you live in. If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air. And in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown York dealerships. York Heating and Air conditioning units deliver you the perfect temperature efficiently and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Ugh. 
Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeart. Hey, I got your iHeart Media right here. No, really. We recognize that the media landscape is changing, and I'm here to help. This is Angie Reese, marketing specialist here at K96 and WLKR. In addition to running your message on the radio, we'll help you get on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Smart Speakers, and even the iHeart Media app. We've got your access right here locally at the Radio Ranch. Interested? Shoot me an email at A-R-E-E-C-E at WKFM.com. Those convicted of a criminal offense in Ohio often face a lifetime of roadblocks. But if you've transformed your life after a conviction, you may not have to face those barriers forever. A pardon could help. Many Ohioans have received a pardon with free support from our experts. Learn more and apply at OhioExpeditedPardon.org. That's OhioExpeditedPardon.org. Sponsored by the Ohio Governor's Expedited Pardon Project in cooperation with OAB in this station. This is Richard Holer of Holer Furnace and Sheet Metal, the company you have trusted for over 90 years for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call our experts today at 419-625-7474. Holer Furnace and Sheet Metal, we control weather indoors. Are you about to mow the lawn? It's blazing hot out here. Smokey Bear says, Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. It's all on SmokeyBear.com because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns and Buckeyes, as well as what he is growing for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. Welcome back. It's time for the Sports Roundtable and our special guest, John Livengood, here for the hour. Wrapping things up here. It's 9.52. I'm Josh Bowman along with Mark Lane here and John Livengood in studio. And the Sports Roundtable, John, is when we just basically shoot the breeze about uh, current sports topics. And we just kind of jump around. And uh, you, we all got Browns. I got Browns on under here, too. Uh, you guys all got Browns on today. How pumped are we for a playoff game today, huh? We're very excited for the Browns. Uh, you know, our whole day is revolving around it. Honestly, my, you know, we again we had to we moved our boys' basketball game start up to, to noon over at New London today, and and uh, with a specific reason that people <laughs> want to get home and watch the Browns. Um, and the, my plans throughout the day are all based on getting home in time so that we can watch the Browns. Yeah, it's the same here. We we have a girls' basketball game coming up here at uh, 11 a.m. for JV noon or so for tip off of the varsity game here on 95.3 coming up but that's been moved up the Norwalk boys game moved up everything's yes. moved up today all around Browns football and uh, I guess how glad or maybe how disappointed are we that this game's not in Cleveland today with with this crazy weather today <laughs> now, that would have made for a lot of fun I know already Kansas City and Buffalo is going to have to deal with some nasty weather uh, today but how about that Mark yeah well of course that would be the ideal situation to, to have a home playoff game and uh, uh, it's there is a, a slight possibility depending on how this weekend goes but uh, that'll be the next thing that the Browns go for you know is is being able to have a home game and you know one of the disappointing things is they have one of the best records in the yeah. NFL and they gotta travel <laughs> and they and they have to travel yeah yeah they're they're traveling uh, you know they're 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 traveling today. And Houston actually has one less win than they do. One less win, and yeah. the Browns beat them during the regular yes. season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of yes. course, they didn't have Stroud playing that day. Uh, so well, what do you think, John? What do you think today? you think they get it done? Yeah, I do think the Browns will get it done. I think they'll find a way. I think Stefanski does a great job uh, putting together an offense when he knows what he's got to work with. <laughs> you know, it would be great if Nick Chubb was out there oh. still. Oh. You know, what a difference he would make. And, and some of those other starters, you know, Conklin and, and, and you know, so – but, you know, I think he does a good job playing to the strengths of, of players. Um, uh, you know, you bring a Flacco in, he's a lot different ty- style of quarterback than, than a Deshaun Watson for sure. But 
I love the way Flacco plays, and, and uh, you know, he stands in there. We, we, my wife and I w- had the opportunity the last few weeks to go a couple games with uh-huh. a Bears game and a Jaguars game. And Jaguars game, we were pretty close to the field, and I couldn't believe how big Joe Flacco was. <laughs> He's he's a big dude, man. Yeah. He stands over the offensive lineman. He's a big dude, and, and uh, just his poise standing in the pocket, and you know, hopefully uh, we get healthy out there, and and he comes up with a great game plan. Now, I, defensively, you know they're going to get after it. They're uh, going to come off the ball. Yes. They're going to bring pressure. They're going to heat it up, and they're going to they're going to play some man and, coverage and, in the secondary. And I know you love defense, John, and uh, you got to love what the Browns have done. Oh, I, I love the aggressive nature of it, you know, and it's sound because what they do is they they say our guys are going to lock up man, and we're going to. We're going to bring it at you. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, if you're good enough to lock up man, you can bring that pressure. And they've got the talent up front to do it. And, and uh, that makes a big difference. That, that Quarterback's got to play under duress the entire game. You know, you mentioned Nick Chubb. But just imagine the Browns are winning games with their fourth team offensive tackles. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's amazing. Uh, but, you know, I, I think a lot of those guys that have stepped in have done a really good job. You know, Conklin is tough to replace. Um, yeah, I won't go out beyond that. But I think some <laughs> of our backups are doing yeah. as well as the starters. And, and uh, you know, I, I think they do a great job on the offensive line and, uh, you know, got one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. And that makes a huge difference. And, uh, you know, our, you got some good running backs that are running hard. It's it's not Chubb, but it's those guys are running hard. and running with desire, and they, they got you know a little mix-up there. They get a guy that throws it, they throw in there strong <laughs> who's got some really good speed that hits the hole a little bit quicker. And just changing those dynamics, I think, you know, can keep a defense off balance. Let's talk a little college football, of course. Big news going on with, uh, you know, the coaching carousel in college football with Nick Saban and all that going on with his uh, stepping down and uh, the transfer portal and uh, guys not playing in bowl games and – the, the bowl, of course, uh, the, the uh, national championship expanding uh, the playoff next year. Uh, John, well, what do you think about the state of college football right now? Um, I, I like the expansion of the playoffs. I think that's necessary. I, yeah, I do, we, too. I think you get some teams that deserve to be there that don't get an opportunity to play in that. And, you know, I don't like the transfer portal. I can I think it's I, I look at when I when I can how I can defend it is I can say, look at Joe Burrow. He would have been a backup all the way through at Ohio State, and he ends up transferring to LSU, winning the Heisman Trophy, winning a national championship, being the first pick in the draft. Exactly. And, and you know, you see where the, that's the positive part of it. But, guys, there's no loyalty. There's no team building anymore. No. Now, you know, guys, you know, well, I'm second team. I don't want to wait another year, so I'm transferring. And, you know, I think from my perspective as a head coach, it would be very difficult to build that team culture. And I think that's probably – Part of Nick Saban's decision is like, you know, listen, I, you know, I'm trying I to agree. build a program here, and I got guys moving in and out like crazy, and the, you know, the NIL yeah. deals where they're, you know, now paying college athletes, and again, I got my Bosa jersey at home that I paid a hundred and some dollars for, <laughs> and he was playing for Ohio State. How unfair was it that he didn't get to profit from that at all? I understand that, but at the same time, you know, you got guys that are going in there and brokering deals, and you know, I'll come here if you give me a million dollars a year, and. And uh, in NIL yeah. deals, and it's you've lost what has been pure about college football. You're starting to lose that quite a bit. And I think you always go back to when you talk about team sports. It's about building a team and loyalty and dedication. And the best teams that I've coached are the teams that care about each other the most. Well, how yeah. do you develop that family and that that ability for people to care about each other if you just you know what this isn't quite good enough. I'm going to go somewhere else. Well, you, you know, know what? what happened is is they've went. The extreme the other way because yes. the NCAA the, their rules were you know ancient. I mean you know if if you were a uh, student athlete, okay if you're if you're on a scholarship for a sport, you're not allowed to. You can't even work at the cafeteria, in the mm, old rules. There you yeah. go. Right. You know. Whereas if you have an academic scholarship, you can have a full time job on top of you know doing everything else. And that's where the problem was because you have kids that they can't get pizza money from their home family. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, All right, let's get into our East of Chicago. Speaking of food, <laughs> East of Chicago pizza in Norwalk. Trivia question. Uh, can't decide on what kind of pizza you want? East of Chicago's buffet provides you with all the choices so you don't have to pick. Located on Stour Lane in Norwalk, call 663-0808 and get pizza done right. Who wants to win a medium one-item pizza? The phone number is 419 4953 in Norwalk and in Sandusky, 419 419- 
888-382-7253. So the first one to give us a call, one of those numbers, and tell us, we mentioned it already here today with John Livengood, who uh, was the first win in John Livengood's uh, career? Who who did uh, the St. Paul Flyers beat that day? So uh, was it Plymouth, was it Black River, or was it Sandusky St. Mary's? So uh, give us a call, folks, and the first one to give us a call here, or we can take it off the air if we don't get a call right now. You'll win yourself a free medium one-item pizza. Again, who did St. Paul, uh, under John Livengood, his first win over Plymouth, Black River, or St. Mary's? So, John, uh, that'll do it. We're at 10 o'clock, so that'll wrap things up. That went fast, didn't it? It did. It sure did. It <laughs> that was, was fun. Thank, yes. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the support you give me over the, all these years. Do you ever get tired? Did you ever get tired of us bugging you, like texting <laughs> no, you? like? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. tongue no. in cheek, right? Sa- Saturday mornings are a little stressful when you've been up all night watching film and you're trying to prepare for that next opponent. But, you know, you always make time. And, and again, I always appreciated the support that you guys have given us over the years. Well, uh, we thank you for all you've done uh, working with us. Uh, I know we, we text you, we, we call you, we uh, just, you know, get info from your rosters and stats and all that fun stuff. So thank you so much, John, for giving us uh, everything you've given us and uh, for giving us an hour today. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That'll do it here, folks. Coming up, girls' high school basketball, about noon or so. We'll have Bellevue hosting Norwalk, and I'll be there along with Mike Lilge on the call today. So for Mark Lane and John Livengood, everybody, have a good one. Uh, God bless you, and we'll see you back here next week on the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Westside Sunoco, First National Bank of Bellevue, East of Chicago Pizza in Norwalk, Holler Furnace and Sheet Metal, Smiley Automotive, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Noble Sports and Trophies, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, and Norwalk Heating and Air. On the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. See you later, alligator.